Hey, welcome to the Morning Mix podcast. This morning, we found out many people, including our own Nikki, are enjoying a little bit of secret spending. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay, but I really, uh, I met my match right. today. She's a pro. She's a real pro. We all, Dorothy knew what she was doing. We also learned a new phrase called spaving. So get ready for that coming your way. It's going to help. Also on today's Mix and Match, we celebrated the rat hole in Roscoe Village here in Chicago. There's a rat hole. It's a rat-shaped imprint in the cement, and people have been leaving gifts and more for the rat. Three of us left beverages. Uh, Violetta's might have been relatives. We're not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I still know how to pronounce it, but that and much more <laughs> right now on the Morning Mix podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gross might be the word that comes to mind when you see a crappy movie. You turn to your friends and you go, because it is. The Razzie nominations have come out. These are the awards given to the worst movies of the year. Movies like The Exorcist, Believer, Expendables 4, or Expend Forbles, Meg 2, The Trench, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Those are your nominees for worst picture. I just wanted to point out in here, the people who write up the Razzies are also just having fun because... Worst prequel includes Indiana Jones and the Dial of Still Beating a Dead Horse. Wow. Ah. And worst screenplay, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Can I Go Home Now? Man. Okay. So they're really giving them the business over there. <laughs> the one that I will say we we didn't as a family make it through Shazam. Shazam, Fury of the Gods? Yeah. yeah like, same. And my son was the one who was like, I've yeah. had enough. Like, he, he cut it off. I love superhero movies. I think we just need a break for a yeah. couple years across all of them. Just yeah. take a pause. Let everybody miss it and then bring back a great one. But right now, it's kind of like, ah, I need a break. Yeah, for sure. Have Denzel Washington make more equalizers. Those are great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Those are great. But what was your worst movie of the year? You saw it and you thought this was crap. Some surprising nominees in here. Not surprising. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, 312. Oh, my God. Saw that one. Legendary. Deep cut. (laughs) Legendary. Deep cut. 773, Christmas with the Campbells. Don't know. 773, anything that I had to watch on Hallmark Channel. Shots fired. Oh, my gosh. Shots fired. (laughs) 219, Eddie Murphy's Candy Cane Lane. Worst movie of the year. I saw that. Would you not good? Uh, Not worth watching again. Okay, got it. Like once, you're good. You don't need to watch it every year. 847, Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, some people did not like that. You'd think it'd be short, but. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Many people texted in one word and one word only, Barbie. Oh, okay. People Dang. were against it. Yeah. Something called role play, 708, unless you're asking. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. There's time. Uh, 708, worst movie ever, Founder's Day. Saw it at the theater this weekend. Founder's Day, remember you had teased that it was coming out? Nobody knew who anybody was in it. Yeah, there I was remember something mentioning that had to do it. with Founders and a Day. 
and apparently it didn't do well. I can't remember a single thing we said about it. A15. Worst movie was Extraction on Netflix. It's terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you. I thought it was pretty awesome. There's two extractions. They're Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And he's a guy who has to go in and get somebody out in both movies. The first one is good. Yeah. And the second one loses you just a little bit. The second one, they did a thing where they do like an unedited, like 12 minute thing, and it's all action, and it actually made me motion sick. Once you get past that, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Once the vomiting stops. Mm hmm. 847 Maestro. That was the Leonard Bernstein. Oh, movie. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was more gossipy, less about him, you right. know. But yeah. Right. All respect to Sean Mendez, but an 815 did not like Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> My kids love this song. We have not watched the movie though. I will say it's a tough putt because it's a singing, talking crocodile who lives with Javier Bardem. So there's a lot <laughs> happening. And the crocodile is Sean Mendez, but it's a crocodile. It's a lot going on. Constance Wu is in there singing. Hard to say. Everything Everywhere All at Once, 815, worst movie I saw in the year. Ferrari 219, that's Adam Driver as Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Not to be confused with the one with Matt Damon. That's right. Uh, that's Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 815, worst movie I saw, Oppenheimer. Mm. Okay. Let's see. Oh, 847. Worst movie I saw. It was God Awful. Strays. That's the one where oh. Will Ferrell and oh. Kevin Hart are dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, it but w- they swear and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's not for kids. Oh. Yeah. If it's two bottles of wine, it's hilarious. Oh, there you go. Let's watch this stray again, Joel. I thought, it, I thought it was really funny. Yeah. But, yeah. And finally, an 815 and many others. Worst movie they saw this year Saltburn. It's a trash yeah. film with shock value just for shock value's sake. Thumbs down, thumbs down, says 815. There you go. From Chicago to your device, this is the Morning Mix Podcast. Someone stole your lunch at work? Rat bastard. They took your lunch and they ate it. Or you're willing to admit that you have, in fact, thieved and you stole someone's lunch. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. Kelly, did you steal the lunch or was your lunch stolen? Okay, break this down for me. You accidentally stole someone's lunch. Now, is this the day you did not even bring a lunch to work? And you looked in... No, I'm kidding. So, you're looking in the fridge. What happens? How do you take someone else's lunch? So, our secretary... We have two fridges. And our secretary said, Hey, guys, I made hard-boiled eggs. Or not hard-boiled eggs. I made deviled eggs during the fridge. So, I went into the wrong fridge. And all I saw was hard-boiled eggs. I was like, well, okay, that's a little strange. But, okay. So, I took a couple hard-boiled eggs. And I ate them. Well, and then I went back to the secretary. I was like, um, you didn't make deviled eggs. You made hard-boiled eggs. Um, this was about four years ago. They have yet to let me live it down. And then when I came back from maternity leave, it was like national hard-boiled egg day. So, like, I went out and made a bunch of hard-boiled eggs and, like, sent out a thing. They're like, hey, guys, I made hard-boiled eggs for everyone, not deviled eggs. But I did, I did pay the hard-boiled eggs back because I felt really guilty. So in the moment you opened the fridge and only saw hard-boiled eggs, you didn't consider to open the other fridge just to double-check? The other fridge was in, like, a different part of the building. <laughs> I'd have to walk over there. And, yeah, right. I mean, what are the odds of having just, you know, eggs, eggs rolling everywhere. around in all right. these fridge, All these fridges. <laughs> all these fridges. <laughs> hey, Susan, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing all right. Your lunch was stolen? No. Actually, I brought in some cream of chicken soup, and there was a group of us women that 
you know, share with each other. And one of the women went into the fridge. I told her where it was, but she took somebody else's lunch and ate it. So this seems like a common mistake. People are directing folks to one fridge and then there's something else in there. So you and the soup crew, uh, she went in and ate. Now, when the person whose lunch was stolen found out, was there a, a kerfuffle or did it all work out? You know what? I don't know if the person ever noticed because the woman took a very small bowl of it. So I don't know if she even noticed or they noticed something was missing. She's just slowly nibbling away. Ah, they won't notice. I'll yeah. take a little. I'll take a little bit. That's the way to really kind of steal from your coworkers. I lunch. think so. Like just a little bit. I've had things stolen in our fridge before. For example, one time our office manager got everybody anything bunt cakes. Oh, yeah. little mm-hmm. cake, And we got the little cakes. Yeah, yeah. And they were all out on the counter, and I took one. And then she said, hey, why don't you take one home for the kids? And I was like, oh, so nice of you. Great, I'll take another one. And then I'm in here in the studio, and I noticed it said keep refrigerated after a while, whatever. So I, mm. I put them both in the fridge with a post-it that said Chris on it. I went home that night, and I forgot about it. So then I thought, oh, my gosh, tomorrow I'll bring them home. And when I came back, they were gone. But a post-it was on there that said my name on them, and yet somewhere between, like, noon and the next day, they were stolen. Yeah. For sure. But does that count as thievery? Like, I had set them aside for me. You know what I mean? It definitely mm-hmm. was stolen, but it's not like your lunch. Like, it's not like you... Ooh, this sounds like a guilty party. No, no, so, no. no. Like something to tell us, Violetta? It's not like you would have gone hungry by not eating that. Like, that's you were bringing true. it home. That's fair, yeah. And that's where I feel bad when people steal someone's lunch. Like, if I used to work later in the day, yeah. and, like, that was my dinner. Like, if I didn't have what I ate, like, I would go home hungry. When Lisa Allen and I did afternoons together, same thing. Lisa would always have some kind of a dinner made up, and then at, like, five, she'd go get it, and... Uh, several times it was just gone but she was here the whole time like she'd gotten in at one and between then and five it was stolen it's which is crazy, crazy. i yeah. just don't understand you look at a fridge like it doesn't come in my brain right and i go i didn't bring anything in here but eh, f you neil and you just take right. it like i don't yeah. get it right yeah. the lean cuisine like a frozen stuff i get in a way that can happen because like a lot of times you'll bring i know i'll bring in like four right. at one time right. yeah and i try to remember but i don't remember all the time what i brought in and, no. you know someone could eat that or you know and who knows maybe someone's been eating one of the four i have no idea but when it's like a full-on packed lunch, yeah. right, that's that is a lot. so weird. You're yeah. brown bagging it. I can also see people stealing someone's pop. Like, I'm trying not to drink pop, so I don't bring it. Right. And then I see, like, a cherry Pepsi, and I'm like, oh, my God, I want that so bad. I could understand that. Like, I've seen some cars I like. You know? <laughs> totally. Mix and match. It's an easy game for you. Mix and match. Even has a theme song, too. Who will you choose? Your head you'll scratch when you play. Who is ready to mix it and match it? To that, I say, what about Bob? Good morning, Bob. How are you today? Oh, good morning. I'm wonderful. Bob, have you heard us play mix and match before? I sure have. All right, my man. So you know the drill. We're going to share a fill in the blank. The four of us will write down our answers, and then you'll pick one of us and try to match our answer. Does that sound good? Sounds great. All right, we've got a $100 gift card to Ema on the line. Nikki, Whip, and Violetta, to you I say. Yeah. If I were to visit the famous rat hole on Roscoe, the offering I would leave for the rat is blank. More simply put, what would you guys leave at the rat hole? Now, Bob, have you read about and seen the photos of the rat hole on Roscoe? Uh, Yes, I've heard a bit about it on the radio. Okay, and do you think that you would ever go visit the rat hole? For any reason, or is this not really your thing? <laughs> no, I don't think I'd ever want to visit the rat hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where do you live? What neighborhood are you in? 
What's that? What? Well, where do you live? In the suburbs? In the city? I live in the suburbs. Which one? Yeah, St. Charles. St. Charles. Saint Charles. Oh, oh nice. man, beautiful out there, St. Charles. We're going to be in Aurora. <laughs> We're going to be in Aurora uh, coming up on Thursday night, not too far from St. Charles. Yeah, near the Pyramid. Yeah, that's so, right. We're going to be at the Copley out, Theater. I would love to come see you. Really? So that I would love to come see you guys. Oh, that's so interesting, Bob. Maybe, uh, make that happen. maybe we can see what we can do about that, my friend. But yeah, first, you lose, you lose, Bob. let's see yeah. if Bob can mix it and match it. So, Bob, I said to the group, what would you leave at the rat hole? I asked Nikki Whip and Violetta, what would you leave at the rat hole? Bob, who would you like to match with today? Chris, Nikki, Whip, or Violetta? I'm going to go with Whip. You're going with Whip. Right. Okay, my man. Good I, choice. I like your chances, Bob. Now, Bob. All right. Don't if, let me down, Whip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you son of a gun. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to, but Bob, I'll be honest. It's all on your shoulders now, buddy. <laughs> he did his part. He yeah. wrote his answer down. Yep. Bob, if you get it right, you're going to hear this. If you get it wrong, you're going to hear this. Here are your options. I said to the room, if I visited the rat hole, the offering I'd leave is, did Whip say, iced coffee, Slivovica or Rakija? <laughs> are those people? <laughs> a glass of champagne or a tiny pair of Jordan 1s? What was Whip's answer, Bob? Wow. Uh, what was the first one that you mentioned? Iced coffee. Well, I know the other one he would never say, and the Jordans would probably be you. So, And I think Nikki would leave the, uh, the, the, the booze. So I'm going to go with iced coffee for Whip. Bob, let's go! Good job, Bob. He got them all. Man, you nailed it. You worked that thing out. Bob. Like an architect. Hey, I listen in the morning. I well, listen, you know. Well, Bob. I got a little something for you. You know, we're going to give you the gift card to Ema. You and, and are you married? Yes. Yes. You guys can go and enjoy dinner for two at Ema. We're also going to give you a pair of tickets to join us Thursday night at the Copley Theater. Oh, that's awesome. Man, you made my day. I'm driving in the ice and uh, I'll probably be the only one going to work today. And you made me very happy. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And man, you crushed it. Yeah, he nailed it all the way down the line. He got wow. everybody. Expert. Cheers, <laughs> Bob. Yeah. And we can't wait to meet you. This is great. On so, Thursday. Bob, it's going to be great. Bob is going to join us Thursday night. We will be at the Copley Theater for the morning mix live on stage. You know, we're going to play mix and match that night live on stage. Wow. Bob might have to be like a phone a friend for somebody. Right. So as Bob, like, he, he broke it all down and he skipped. He was like, I'm not, he wouldn't say that one. Yeah, that I one being Violetta's. So, so what was this? Yeah, Violetta holds up just letters. I don't know. <laughs> there were no like, vowels. There were yeah, nothing. Yeah, right. It says S L I V O V I C A, Slivovica or Rakija. Yeah, these are friends of yours. Very close. Yeah. Slivovica or Rakija is a plum brandy. So it's a traditional Serbian. Eastern European drink. That's not an or? No, well, you could. I didn't know which one you'd rather say. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, neither. I don't it's, know what so these words are. Both. I'm like, whichever. You didn't want to just write brandy? No, well, uh, No, it's a plum brandy. So, it's funny because we all left drinks iced coffee, champagne, yeah. rakia, and you left little baby Jordans. Yeah, little baby Jordans. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, Yours is valuable. Yours is like a baller move. Yeah. Right. Oh, they're like keychains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got tiny little rat feet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Vicky is leaving a glass of champagne. Now, would you leave him the nice stuff, like the Moet Chandon? Is that you know, what he, he just hosted a wedding. So the rat, I, yeah, the rat hole. Fair. So I think it deserves something nice. <laughs> and you, you can know? pour it right in there, like with all of our drinks. Yeah. Just leave him yeah. a little. He deserved it. One of these days, the original rat is going to come out of hiding and be like, I want some money out of this. This is my name image likeness is being exploited, and I'm getting nothing. He comes out with another rat in a suit. The other rat's like, my client deserves a few things. I am still foraging in the sewers over here, and everybody else is taking advantage. He's been foraging, folks, and now you're making money off of my boy. I don't know why Foghorn Leghorn is the lawyer, but he is. From Chicago to your device, this is the Morning Mix Podcast. Got to get a hobby. Got to get into a hobby. I do things, but I don't know that they're really like hobbies. Like, I like I like acquiring sneakers. That's a hobby. I guess it's a hobby, and then I wear them. I like to play golf, but I don't think I do it enough anymore for it to qualify as a hobby. Growing up, my dad was a hobbyist. He made, he built, and he flew model airplanes. That right there, you guys, that's the Hawker Sea Fury 1.45 uh-huh. scale. <laughs> wow. It's gassed up. The best part about this video is it's a dad, and then behind the dad is a little kid with his arms folded looking at the ground, and that was me. <laughs> All right. I, I'm like, I know that kid. I know that kid well. That sounds more intense than what I had thought you were describing. He had a hobby, and it's he's done it since he was like 13. He's been yeah. building model airplanes, and he still does it to this day. That's his big hobby. Whip collects baseball cards, sports cards. Yeah. Denise also tried a hobby. Hi, Denise. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing very well. Now, you started a hobby, and you got all the stuff for it. What was the hobby? Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to start making sourdough bread from scratch. Okay. Oh, yeah. Did this happen during the pandemic, during the sourdough boom? No. What's interesting is it happened, like, last year. I think I saw all of the people during the pandemic started. Okay. <laughs> ah. I was a late bloomer, but I, um, <laughs> I paid, and I took a class. And then I had to buy, it wasn't a Le Creuset, but like a pot like that to bake it in and a scale and the little netting to go in the bowl and all this stuff. And I made one loaf and it was miserable. And then I killed the starter. Yep. And it was over. <laughs> so how, so you've just had all this stuff for a couple of years, just sitting there waiting to be sourdoughed. Oh, no, I bought it all like after the class, like this all happened within like eight weeks like mm-hmm. it was it was started and over within two months yeah wow then you killed it starter mm-hmm. the whole starter thing we tried it once and it was the same for us i was like I, you put this thing in the fridge you hope it lives i don't and i don't know off that one for a while yeah. like is that the idea yeah wow it's, all right so denise she's like i'm making sourdough babe here we go nope nope killed Didn't the starter stick. all right <laughs> hey trisha good morning good morning big big hobby so, what hobby did you get into trisha so I, um, my daughter, when she was 12, she decided that she wanted to learn how to box. So we went and, you know, to learn how to do boxing and joined this gym, bought all the stuff. Neither one of us boxes anymore. <laughs> um, it lasted about like six weeks, but um, I still belong to the gym. <laughs> okay. So you're still paying monthly to go to a boxing gym? So, yes, um, I actually, I do other classes that they have there, but, um, and I usually go at like 545 in the morning, but whenever they have the boxing class at 545, I'm like, I'm out. Not doing it. You tried. Yeah, you yeah, gave it a shot. Yeah. So. Poor Trisha. Yep. No, now, I do you think yeah. you could throw a punch though? Like you learned enough. I learned enough, um, <laughs> but I, I really, I think at it. <laughs> so. 
I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. 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 Boxing. Yeah, I feel like the workout stuff, you know, like it can become a hobby. Right. Like we have a Peloton bike now mm-hmm. that's got clothes on it. <laughs> right. It's nice. You know, in the morning, I'm like, oh, there's the shirt I'm going to wear today. Right. Great. But I did cancel our subscription. So at least we're not paying for, well, well, technically we're paying for the bike, but not the classes, if that makes sense. Well, at least she found other classes to go to. Right. You know what I mean? She's making so, use of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Man, what a bummer. You're listening to the Morning Mix Podcast. It's your Mix Top 6. Today we're going to tell you, if you are out on a first date and one of you is driving, they picked you up or you picked them up, these are the biggest driving turnoffs on a first date. Oh. A little thing you don't really think about, but you know? Yes. Maybe you've got some bad habits that are going to come to bear in front of your hopefully new lover, so be careful. In at number six on the list of the top biggest driving turnoffs on a first date, speeding. Speeding. Big turnoff. You yeah. Think you're, you think you're really showing off. You're like, yeah, watch this thing. I can do 60 in a school zone. <laughs> Hot, right? No, turnoff. In at number five. Excessive honking. Yeah. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. Oh, the horn. Sorry, I misunderstood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like a breast, like he yeah. honked it. You know what I mean? Both. Like you reached out. Yeah, might that, still be higher on the list. Never know. Yes. Don't spoil. <laughs> Otherwise, I guess you're just, it's fair game. All right. Excessive honking. And at number four on the biggest driving turnoffs on a first date, tailgating. Come yeah, on. that's a weird first date. You pull over and pop out a grill. Like, hey, babe, <laughs> lions are playing it too. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh-huh. No, just riding somebody's uh, mm-hmm. ace. They don't like that. You got to give some space. It's a little nerve wracking as a as a passenger when someone is tailgating because you have no control. Yeah, right. and you're watching brake lights. You're like, I hope you're paying attention. Can you get off Instagram? Right. You know. And at number three, biggest driving turnoffs. Using social media on your phone while you're driving the car. Mm-hmm. Not okay. recommended. In at number three, similar, texting while driving. I'm sorry, number two, texting while driving. Bigger turn off while you're driving on a first date, texting. And Nikki, what is the number one biggest turn off on a first date when you're driving? Eating while driving. Eating. We're on our way to dinner. What are you doing? Whip. Crashing. Crashing. <laughs> uh, now we're going to be late for our reservation. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, fighting with a biker or pedestrian. Okay, V's closest without going over because number one is road rage. Yeah, you yeah. You can't have that road rage while you're out there. Yeah. Number one, biggest turnoff on a first date, road rage. Let me roll down my window and give him a piece of my mind. Totally. Although, in a way, you've now seen the true person that you're on the date with because they've really let their guard down and let it all out. And you're turned off. That's yeah. right, exactly right. <laughs> Other uh, honorable mentions include not using a turn signal. <laughs> Talking on the phone. Also, I think talking on the phone on a date at all, unless it's like very quick. Like if we're on a first date and I'm on the phone with my buddy, uh, a couple minutes here, hang on. Hey, man, how you been? Like, what am I doing? No, yeah, nothing's true. going on. Yeah, what's yeah, up? No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, no, she doesn't look like that. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, worse. From Chicago to your device, this is the Morning Mix Podcast. Oh, oh. Oh. My back. My back. Carol, get off me. Oh, get off me, Carol. My knee. (laughs) You're more likely to hear that at a wedding when somebody tries Uh, to do the lift. Damn it, Carol. (laughs) 140, my ass. Oh, Carol. Put baby back in the corner. Ten years ago. Come on. Call a doctor. (laughs) A dance studio in Chicago. Duet dance studio. They're at 2412 West North Avenue. 
They are offering the Dirty Dancing Dance Class for couples where you will learn how to do the Dirty Dancing Dance. The same thing that Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey do in the famous film. You will learn how to do with your partner, and then you can bust it out at weddings and funerals and wherever else you're dancing. Now, it's worth noting, every class is BYOB, and it's for 21 and over. So after the dance is done, there's open dance, and you can have a cocktail or six. Please welcome to the show, Allie. Good morning, Allie. Good morning. Allie, you have taught dance. Is that correct? I have taught dance for many years. Fantastic. Now... Have you ever ventured to teach the Dirty Dancing Dance? Yes, I actually taught it last year. Okay, amazing. Now, you took it top to bottom, like from the time he runs into the... Or did you have to make up some stuff in the middle to fill in the gaps of where acting is happening? Yeah, we start with, like, uh, Patrick's across the room and he has to go walk. Okay, love that. find his lady. Here's my big question for you. The big lift, right? I think a lot of people have tried to do the lift, and when done successfully, I think it can turn a party up. And when done poorly, boy, is it fun to watch. So (laughs) how do you go about teaching a couple who aren't necessarily dancers how to do the lift where he lifts her straight above his head? That's a great question. Actually, I usually advocate for not to because the man man usually, I feel like, lacks in confidence with his strength, so I usually don't push his masculinity. I usually just let it. I'm like, you can dip. You can just dip. You can do a twirl. But are there tips or tricks? Like, what would you recommend? If I'm going to do, like, Nikki and I, Thursday <laughs> night at the Copley Theater, we're going to yeah. do this lift. Uh-huh. And she's running at me. And what am I doing? Ducking. Hiding. Bend your knees. <laughs> Both of you. You got to jump together. That's the biggest thing. You got to jump in unison. And then she has to, like, keep her whole core locked, right? Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> but, but that makes sense. I never thought about the jumping because I just think like the person stopping and then it's up. Then you're leaving it completely up to the dude to pick pick them up. Right. You know, like that's not fair. Yeah. I've done it with my four year old daughter and we crush. I mean, it's great, but she weighs like four pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So. Enjoy it. Yeah. It's nice. Now, Allie, let's say you got a group yeah. of people who aren't dancers in your dance class, but. Okay, better example. You've got a couple. They're going to get married, and they're going to have a first dance, and they're a little nervous. What are your first few little tips for a couple? They aren't dancers, but they don't want to look like jokers out on the dance floor. Ooh, my biggest thing is uh, keeping good eye contact. With each other? With your grandmother off stage. Hi, Grandma. We're dancing. Yeah, just dead staring at Grandma. No, um... I feel like it helps you kind of move together better. And it just also kind of concerns me when a couple getting married can't prolong eye contact. Uh, Yeah, that's a problem. Now, do you recommend anything musically to them, like something slower, something faster, or do you just go with the flow of whatever they want? Just something like original, like no more like perfect side cheering. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Ed doesn't need the money. It's fine. That makes sense. Um, when you're teaching couples, like who typically is the less coordinated one? Is it males or females? I honestly think it's a toss up. I feel like sometimes because of like sports, guys are surprisingly very coordinated. Um, but also too, it just depends on confidence. Yeah. And smile. If you're smiling, everything's better. Yeah. Then you're good. Just slap a dumb smile on your face and it's fine. (laughs) Have you ever advised a couple, hey, gang, uh, we should not be doing this. You should not. (laughs) This is a bad idea. I do not recommend that you slide across your knees between her legs during the dance. 
Yeah, I've had I've had some couples want to do like a couple lifts and tricks, and I was like, oh, maybe we should keep it simple, keep it <laughs> keep it friendly. Um, but you know, people do what they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of keeping it simple and friendly, you ever have somebody who, like, uh, it's working a little too well? You know, they put the dirty and dirty dancing, if you will, and they start to, like, uh, grinding a little too much or, you know, like, getting oh. all inappropriate out there. And you're like, listen, this is uh, this is public, people. What is, what's going on? No, I haven't, and I'm glad I haven't. Yeah, no, that'd be uncomfortable, right? You, do you give them your money back at that point? What right. happens, right? Allie, thank you so much for being our official dance teacher to fill us in on all these things. The Morning Mix Flash Briefing with Violetta. Adult Lunchables trending. There is a picture of a sign at a grocery store, and it shows a ribeye steak, a potato, and two beers all wrapped up in, like, a packaged-up container to take home. Uh, It's being sold for $19.99, and it was posted by Foodie Finds. I don't know who they are, but they found this. And um, and then everybody's kind of commenting what their adult Lunchable would consist of. Like, maybe it's that, or maybe it's three other very important things in your life. Love this. Yeah. Enough said. (laughs) Next up, you guys know parents can be a little bit judgmental when you first introduce them to your partner. There are some TikTokers that are having a little bit of fun creating what parents might find important in 40 years. And if it's... If this is all true, this audio might just make you cry. How many followers does he have? Like 300 something. That's a little low, honey. So he's not an influencer? Who is he influencing? His dog. He probably only wants you for your followers. That's not true. I didn't want to say anything, but when they brought the food over, he didn't take any pictures, no videos, Nothing. He just started eating like some animal. How much Bitcoin does he make? He makes regular money. Okay, I'm done. You're hurting your father so much. <laughs> this is so, so scary. Sad. It's it so terrifying. Let's let's cross uh, our fingers that that's not what happens in 40 years. Just eat <laughs> <laughs> like an animal. No picture. No video. What a monster. What a jerk. So you guys. Um, I think this one, the next one goes out to Whip a little bit. Okay. Um, mob wife Winter is in right now, Whip. So, oh. um, you know, I know you're all about the mob life. Um, apparently, people are saying clean girl trends are out. Okay, the slick back hair, the like oh, uh, vanilla, no, the vanilla kind of not being <laughs> over the top or anything. That's no longer trendy. What is, is mob wife vibes. Basically, you think big, bold, unapologetic, and assertive looks, plenty of glam, pleather leggings, Faux furs, uh, blackout sunglasses, layered gold jewelry, animal prints. Animal prints. Yep. Yes. Yeah, right wow. there. Basically, you have to channel like the Sopranos or like Casino. And mm-hmm. the bigger, the bolder, the more fur or faux fur, the better. Wow. All right. So that's the vibe. That's what everybody wants. You will look cool. Just try it out. Yeah. We you actually... might get arrested, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's your flash briefing. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
right. Thank you for joining us for the Morning Mix podcast. Make sure you rate, review, like, and follow this podcast. You can also follow us on social at 1019 Mix Chicago. And we will see you tomorrow on the Morning Mix.